There is no better place than God's house. And we also thank God for this year's theme, which is a glorious church revived to possess the nation. A glorious church revived to possess the nation. So throughout this year, we'll be hearing much of this topic. Revival is something that is very, very important in the life of every human being. I see revival as a way of balancing things. Hallelujah. Though I will come to the various definitions and my own definition. The revival, as we talk of, anytime you talk about revival, people thought that revival is only in the positive sense. That revival can also be in the negative sense. Because revival is when God intervenes in the issues of men. And when you read the Bible carefully in Genesis, after man's sin, and God declared judgment as a result of sin. If you read chapter 6 going, 5, 6, the Bible said the sins of men became so grievous that God regretted that he created man. And what he have to do to change that situation is to look for somebody whose heart is perfect. And to the glory of God, he had Noah whose heart was perfect then by their standard and in their generation. And through Noah, he decided to breathe himself into Noah to fulfill a tax that he has given unto him. And lo and behold, after Noah spoke the word to the people and they were still disobedient, God brought in the flood to clear the evil. Hallelujah. So sometimes when revival comes, it comes to do away with all sins and all negativity so that the positive will abide. So anytime we talk about revival, we should have in mind that when God sets in, it's either he is coming to declare judgment or he is coming to redeem his people. We also saw clearly in the life of the Israelites while in Egypt, the Bible said that the people of Egypt cried unto the Lord and this their tears reached unto God. And God decided to come in to visit the people of Israel to redeem them. But in redeeming the people of Israel, he was also declaring judgment upon the people of, of the Egyptians. And for God to bring that great revival of redemption, he has to kill the firstborn of all the Egyptians, firstborn, and also have to see to it that the Pharaoh and his army, all the Egyptians' army, is swallowed in the Red Sea so that they wouldn't have the chance to chase them anymore. So when revival comes, it has two things in mind. So if the church is crying for revival, then we must know 
that we are inviting two things within our midst. We are inviting God to do away with the evil on the land. The evil that goes on within our circle and also to bring redemption and renewal to the church. And it is my prayer that as we concentrate on these messages throughout this year, may God do away any negativity that exists in our life. Any kind of sin, any kind of thing that is not of God, may the judgment of God come not to destroy us, but to deliver us from all those evil. And may we be revitalized, may we be rekindled. Hallelujah. I intended that this day, today, I will not keep too much long. There are so many people who really did uh, define revival. And going through, I want us to pick just some few, then we go on. And today, I'm not going to talk much. The first man who uh, really defined revival, uh, the first point that I want to say is J.I. Parker. J.I. Parker really defined revival as God quickening visitation of his people. God quickening visitation of his people. Touching their hearts and deepening his work of grace in their lives. It is my prayers that throughout this year, as we are expecting the visitation of God, may he quicken our spirit and our heart. May our heart be touched and may he deepen his work in us. Whenever revival comes, then it means that God is ready to move through his people to do his marvelous work. And may that marvelous work of God be quickened within you. That this year will take possession of all our territory. Hallelujah. And another person called Stephen Alford also said the sovereign act, revival is a sovereign act of God in which he restores his own backsliding people to repentance, faith, and obedience. So when revival comes, what happens is revival is the act of God. It's not the doing of man. Though we have a, play to play, a, a, a part to play. And the only part we have to play is to repent from our sins. Because if you don't repent and the revival comes, uh, the fire of God will destroy you. Just in the case of Moses and the people of Israel, while they were journeying on the uh, desert, the Bible said God caught Moses up to the mountain to wait before God. And by the time he came, he saw that a session of the Jews were created, what a, how do you call it, image, and they were worshipping it. And Moses declared that who is on the Lord's side? And really, he got others who came to the Lord's side. And immediately, the judgment of God came upon the people. And the Bible said the earth got open 
and swallow majority of them. But those who came to the Lord's side were saved. That is an act of repentance. They were also involved in the worship of that image. But when they heard the call of God, they escaped death. So when revival comes, what God expects of us is to repent. Hello? What God expects of us is to repent. And always I've been saying that revival has been happening in our life all the time. You might be a Christian and God might be beckoning you to come out of an attitude, to come out of a situation which is bad. And you might be having deaf ears to respond to the call of God. God can twist, lock some things in your life and begin to face some difficulties and you begin to doubt why a Christian and I'm going through all these things. It's an act of revival in your life for, to call you closer to him. But because sometimes we, we, we feel we are not sensitive to the voice of God, how God speaks to us, then we overlook and we keep on in those situations, keep on in it, till we get to a state where we begin to blame God. But if only we'll be sensitive and know that in every when revival comes, what God expects of us is repentance, then we we'll embrace this grace of God, which is able to bring his sovereignty, his salvation, uh, his strength, which is abundant, to us to be able to achieve all that we want in life. So it is my prayer that in this year, may the sovereign act of God be active in your life. And may he restore you. Even if you are backslidden, may he restore you, but not to destroy you. Hallelujah. That is when we get repentant. repented. And also, uh, may our faith level and obedient level be rekindled so that we can be obedient to every voice of God. Hallelujah. Another person called J. Edwin Orr also said that revival is times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. It is my prayers that this season and this year will be a time of refreshing for us. Oh, you are not happy, so you don't respond. Amen. When the freshness of God comes, it gives you that vitality, that strength to fight on. So I don't know, maybe you might be weak in your system. You might think that uh, you don't have enough strength to go on. I'm here to tell you, there is an abundant freshness in the air that is about falling upon his people and that freshness is in to renew our strength even if you are weak is there to move you on so that you'll be able to reach your goal in life it is a time of refreshing from the presence of our lord and also another person who is called robert coleman also explain revival to be the awakening or quickening of God's people to their true nature and purpose. The 
awakening or quickening of God people to their true identity, purpose. Hallelujah. It is my prayer. When revival comes, there is a true transformation. May this true transformation be seen in your life. May God transform your life. May God transform my life. Hallelujah. We, it is time for us to begin to exhibit the attribute of God, which is the true nature of God. We have the essential attribute of God, and we also have the one that he shares with us. The essential ones, those ones, is meant for him alone. He's omnipotent, omniscient, and uh, all that. But his true nature, some of his true nature of love, it is God's intention that his people what possesses such nature. So when revival comes, when true revival comes, we see real love in operation. And it is my prayer that this year we'll begin to demonstrate that true love, a sincere love that comes from a true heart, not uh, that hypocritical type of love. He's smiling with you, but in his conscience, he's having another thought. But it should be a clear love that is felt, that Christ kind of life, love. May that love be demonstrated in us. Also, one of the nature is somebody who is meek and gentle. Gentleness is something which is very important. So if we are talking about the nature of God, then we can talk about the fruit of the Holy Spirit, which is in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 going. And I pray that all those nature is seen in us. Godliness. Hallelujah. Patience. There are a lot of Christians who are not patient in life. They rush in doing things. Everything giddy, giddy, giddy. You see, and if you are not, if you are impatient, you create a lot of troubles to yourself. But when we bear this nature of God, oh, brother, sister, you see right. A man of patience is a man who is desperate in his decisions and purpose. And if you have this nature, you will definitely get to your destination. This year, may Jehovah God stir up this nature of God in us so that we will bear the nature of God, the nature of faithfulness, the nature of holiness, the nature of righteousness. May all these things be born in us and may we give birth to them. May others see us and identify that indeed this man, this woman is an exact example of Christ Jesus. He is not speaking something different and acting differently. Also, a man called Charles Finney, my friend whom I really love, says that the return, revival is the return of the church from her by slidden, that's leading, and the conversion, conversion of sinners. When revival comes, the church comes back to its rightful state. If the church is lagging, the church now comes back to its core mandate. And by exhibiting or doing that core mandate, sinners 
who are not yet saved rush to Christ. Hallelujah. So we pray that in this year of revival, there will be bumper harvest drawing souls unto Christ. That this church will be filled wherever we go. Even when you are in your work, you don't preach the word. If you don't preach the word of God, you are not satisfied. You are always ready to declare God's word because your spirit has been stirred up. It is my prayer that somebody's spirit should be stirred up. Gifting should be quickened up in us. If you have left some giftings untouched, unused, this year, expect God's visitation to stir up those giftings in you. If your gift is the gift of evangelism, may that giftings be stirred up. If your giftings is prophecy, may that spirit of prophecy be stirred up in you. If your giftings is revelation, may all those giftings be stirred up. Hallelujah. All the giftings in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I pray that that gifting, such giftings, should be stirred up in us. Those giftings are there for two things. That is to work within us so that the church can be healthy and strong. And also, they are also there to win souls. So they play dual purposes. As we demonstrate such giftings, it strengthens us. If there is somebody sick, he gets healed. If there is somebody who is not consoled, he gets comforted. And when there is a sinner and he sees the demonstration of God's power, he comes to his senses that in this there is a God to worship. May these giftings be quickened up in you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And also another man called Richard Owen Robert, he said revival is an extraordinary movement of the Holy Spirit producing extraordinary result. Hallelujah. An extraordinary movement of the Holy Spirit producing extraordinary result. May this extraordinary move of the Holy Spirit move into your life. When this power moves into your life, you do things extraordinary. You do things in the supernatural and people wouldn't understand you. You are all in the office. You are all discharging the same duty. It's the same duty that you are discharging. But people see your work very unique. Like my sister Esther. That the boss can't sleep without her. Hallelujah. You know, no. So she's an extraordinary lady. What operates in her is different. And I pray that may that spirit flow into you. That in your office, wherever you find yourself, may people find you to be an extraordinary lady. People will be doubtful. What, what kind of grace? What kind of person is this? We've been struggling to have this solution. But anytime she comes over or he comes over, this becomes easy. Where from this grace? Hallelujah. It's nothing than the movement of an extraordinary power that is operating in you. And I pray that this movement of the Holy Spirit should be quickened in you. And may he birth out 
series and variety of talents, multiplicity of ideas and talents. May people see you and will not understand you. They will look at you, ah, are you an accountant or human resource manager or whatever? Are you a doctor or engineer? Hallelujah. Because wherever they fit you, you fit in there. And you are able to perform perfectly. May the grace of God do that in your life. If he did it unto Bezalel, then I believe he can do it unto you. It's just a hand that came on Bezalel. And the Bible said that he was what very talented. He became very talented and crafty in all acts of craft. Hallelujah. So in building of the temple, they didn't have any difficulties hiring people from all over. Because the embodiment of architect was reside in what? Bezalel. May that grace come upon you. Even in your marriage. May your husband see you. May your wife see you to say, ah, my wife, you have changed. You have become a blessing to this house. Hallelujah. May you be the gentleman that somebody will look at you. You have become Joseph in my house. May God grant this grace unto you. Hallelujah. And I tell you, the word is uh, driving towards a level where people of extraordinary grace are those that will be sought for. If you are not somebody with an extraordinary grace, people will begin rejecting you. But if you are versatile and you are somebody with graces, a lot of graces, people will run after you. And they will put their resources, their wealth before you because they know that you are a man or a woman of value. May God place value in your life because of this revival that is about hitting all of us. Hallelujah. And also somebody also called uh, Duncan Chapel, Chambell, also said that revival is a community saturated with God. And I overheard Duncan William say one time that revival is when God comes to town. Hallelujah. Uh, when God comes to town, things becomes other, oddly. Hallelujah. May God visit this nation. When God visit this nation, all the corruption and all the mayhem and all the things we are seeing will cease. Hallelujah. So may God visit our community. So we are expecting God to move into every sphere of this world. That rightful people will take over the administration of the world. Being a political, being a uh, uh, commerce or whatever, even in the judiciary, we expect Christians who are filled with the Holy Spirit to fill all these fears. Hallelujah. You can imagine Ghana having Christians who are politicians filled with the Holy Spirit in parliament. People who are revived to do what is right. People who will not sell their conscience just for 
a peanut just for one million or whatever. A money that can be blown by somebody just a day. Hello? You can imagine how Ghana will be. You can imagine we having administrators in all the uh, I, 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 whatever ministries filled with the power and with the spirit of God. Their whole system is being saturated in our community. You can imagine how Ghana will be. We pray that that spirit should fall upon this nation. That whoever finds himself in a position, may he be saturated by this power that we are talking about. It takes only that power to transform the nation. It, it is not academic achievement. We having all the doctors around and the professors in charge, but because they don't have the spirit of God, they do anything anyhow. And surprisingly, some too are Christians. This is the sad aspect of it. They are Christians without the spirit. But if they indeed have the spirit of God in them, I tell you, Ghana will be a better place to live. Hallelujah. I'm coming from Adan. And with a song also that we have there, there is a research that states that if that place could be developed well, Ghana wouldn't have need of loan. That place alone, put our gold aside. That place alone can develop this nation to any state or nation of a class that you can think of. But because people are so enshrined in corruption and their spirit is darkened, those wealth is there but they don't have use of it. They are only interested in uh, what? Land cruises and some hundred thousands. That is all they are interested in. But when the spirit of God moves into their lives, into our communities, their minds will be open. They will begin to see right. Hallelujah. They will not be adding figures and things of that sort. So may the spirit of, this, of God saturate our community. It is our prayers that through you at the hospital, at the clinic there, may the spirit of God saturate there. At the bank, may the spirit of God saturate there because of you. May it be said about you that because of this man, I cannot do this. Oh, it's true. I mean, if I'm in your office, corruption will go. It can't. I will not allow it. Hello? Even me not talking alone will be a threat on you and you can't do it. May that spirit saturate all our companies. One time ago, about 20 years ago, and done something surprisingly. Sadly enough, the person happened to be an elder and is in charge of a big institution that I don't want to talk about. The government has given budget. Oh, doctor, me see budget. Budget of six million to handle the place for just a year. And not knowing even pen, if they buy pen, a box of pen, and it costs thousand, they will add other zeros. And there was this lady who happened to be a youth under me in Latebi Okoshi here. And he's seen this elder too as the boss there working under him. 
And they went and bought those things. And I let the thing all was around 100,000 uh, or so. Then the man said, You wedge me on. On Pisca. Ufofuanya on. On me. May cancel for Pentro. Coco Cachero. Now on far zero. Nien Sanka. Have you seen the type of air that we have? So this thing was really torturing the guy, the lady. So the girl called me and said, Edda, this is what I'm going through. And I don't know what to do. He's my boss here. If I talk, he'll say go. And also if I come to church, he's also my elder. So I'm torn between the two, whether to do it or not. And I said, expose the devil. Truth is truth. And truth is one. But wherever truth is said, may they cover it with whatever they want to cover it with. It will one day come out. And when you are found out and you are caught as a corporate, know that you all go with them. So stand on your feet and tell him. Refer him by his title, Elder. Elder, we don't say boss, say elder. Hallelujah. And the trick I gave the lady worked. So when he called the lady again, I said, Elder, we didn't Then the elder bowed down the head in shame. Hallelujah. And since then, when it comes to purchasing, she, he never involved the girl again. We need such people in our companies so that our companies will work. Hallelujah. A man also called El Keynes also said, Revival is the work of the Holy Spirit in restoring the people of God to a more vital spiritual life. May the Spirit of God revitalize us to a real spiritual life. It is time for Christians to do away with all carnality and begin to move in the Spirit, to do the things of the Spirit and to live in the Spirit. Hallelujah. And it takes only the grace of God, that spirit, sweet spirit, that revival power to, for us to achieve those things. When our spirit is revitalized, we live right. We think right. Whatever we want to say, we say it right. I like this song of the, is it Presbyterians or Methodists? Or the assembly. Aramekano Adibi Mie Anka Sasa Mibi Sasa Sasa Yeah 
You consult him. You don't just take your will. That is why we fall into a lot of troubles. We don't consult God. We don't want to live the life of the spirit. We thought we know it all. But God is expecting us this year as a glorious church revived to possess the nation. Whatever step we take, consult. Even in marriage, consult. To the young ladies and young gentlemen who are about marrying, always I've been saying, for the father, the lady is wearing skirt doesn't mean that she's a, a wife material. For the father, the man is wearing trousers and has some zip here, doesn't mean that he's a husband material. But when you consult God, and you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. Oh, he will lead you to the right person. He will not lead you to somebody who claims he has married you. But you are just a picture in the room. And there is something else he's marrying or marrying somewhere. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. In whatever you say, if you allow the Holy Spirit to monitor your tongue, oh, you are safe. He will teach you what to say and not what to say. May that spirit that God gave to Daniel and is able to move with great men, these big, big, big kings, may that spirit come upon you so that even before your bosses, they will see that kind of wisdom and insight that you have. That spirit which was on Joseph, may that spirit come upon you. Wisdom and insight to interpret details of issues and to lead wherever you are. So let the life of the spirit, he allow himself to the Holy Spirit that lead me in whatever I do. Even in a choice of occupation, God is telling us a revived church to possess the nations if we are indeed the church as individuals then we also have to possess everything 
about our life. If you believe that, say amen. A spiritual life will witness through of us. He will preach the gospel. We've been staying with friends all this long at our workplace. So you know that this guy is a drunkard. Though he claimed to be attending church. Obviously, this kind of attitude will not take him to heaven. You know that this person is not a Christian. But you not had a chance to even tell him God loves you. Or Jesus Christ came to die for you. But a man who is filled with the Holy Spirit and is living the life of the Spirit will see to it that all people around him are also saved. They will not go and be chatting about other issues. What are the conversations you'll be having with your colleagues at the workplace? Is it the Bible or the other things? Other matters which is best known to you. When you meet your friends in school, when you meet your friends in your side, what kind of conversation? But if you are leading a life of the Spirit, you know that you have a mandate. And that mandate is to preach the gospel in season and out of season. To see to it that all who are around you are saved. The life of the Spirit is a life of prayer. I pray that this year may God quicken our spirit of prayer. Don't expect a check to organize prayers before you know that you can pray. In your house, pray. In your bed, even when you feel you are tired. Oh, opening your mouth. It's possible, even if you are lying on bed, even when you are bathing, whatever, let your life be a life of prayer. And who, like Daniel, when your life is a life of prayer, you succeed. Hallelujah. I've come to learn that when it comes to prayer, those in the dark world, I mean the occultic people, they pray more than us. Because for them it's a rule that this time be here and be doing this. And meet in the night. You see them assembled there doing their things. But a Christian sleeping and snoring. And when they break you expect that things should move right in your life. But I'm here to charge all of us. If only we want to live the life of the spirit at the time when they got up and they are chanting, you are also uh, blowing your tongues. Hallelujah. And as you blow your tongues and they also do their things, and those two forces meet, then we see who is who. Hallelujah. So before you go out, this year, see to it that you have this arm of the forces. Those evil forces, negative forces, disarm them before you set off. 
and see to it that you have downloaded some grace and power within you before you go out. That is the life of the spirit. Hallelujah. So this year is a year of what? Prayer. Somebody say it's a year of what? Prayer. This year is a year of taking it by force. Somebody should say it. This year is a year of taking it by force. Hallelujah. It's a year of possessing. To possess something, do you think is, uh, is in a light manner? And your diesel. Kaka binso and edifa. She said the carols in Parliament House. She understood, though it was negative, is it right? But I understood this scripture. The violence shall take it by force. Hallelujah. We will take it on by force on our knees. So tell your brother or sister, this year is a year of Kotojue level. Neology. Somebody stand. Hallelujah. When we all go on our knees and cry unto our God, God will come and visit us individually and as a corporate. It is a year of prayer. If so, if you don't have that urge to pray, I'm here to tell you, begin to have it. And this year, we are going to give you more dose of the prayers. Even from Monday, there is prayer. Oh, from area, from Monday, tomorrow, there is prayer. When we come here, Tell your brother we are coming to booze. Though they've given topics to, to preach on, but I'm not going to go that line. It's going to be prayer, prayer. Ah, it not be revival. Revival be prayer. It not be so. We will pray. And when we pray, God will come down. And when God comes down, anything that is not of him will give way. And the grace of God will flood our life and people will look at us and be amazed. What sort of people are these? They are so wonderfully and fearfully created. Hallelujah. Hey, wait, yes, I'm you. I will end somewhere because for the four weeks of I'm there. Hallelujah. Also, it is a time of prayer. It is a time of the word. And also, it's a time of repentance. So I pray that whatever your situation is, know that there is much grace for us. It is a time that daily you should repent of something. Hello? Daily, you should assess your life and repent from something. Because we can't what, wait to lose that revival that God wants us to have. 
if it's a relational uh, evil that is going on, hatred and others, let's throw those things off. Let's have a clean, a clear mind and a clean spirit for God to move through us. I will take one, then we end it and pray. The next time, we'll, uh, next week, then we continue. The Hebrew word for revival is chayas. C-H-A-Y-S. Meaning to bring back to life. May everything that is dead in our life come back to life. If our relationship with the Lord has gone dim, may the light of God be thrown upon it. And may we begin to shine that kind of relationship. Hallelujah. If your marriage life is dead, may it come back to life. If your finances, uh, there is a challenge, may it come back to life. Whatever is gone, we pray for restoration. Hallelujah. It's also a renewal of interest. You might not be having, sometimes there are some things that may help us, but it's like we don't have interest in them. Have you realized that? The very thing that will help you, you don't have interest in it. Why do you pong kong? You don't even think that those things are there. So you don't have interest. But when revival comes, the spirit of the Lord will begin to spot all those things to you. And I pray that may the spirit of God spot those things that you should have interest in to make your life successful. Hallelujah. May there be rekindling of that spirit in you. That even when you sleep, the things will just be like a, a picture that is being revealed unto you. Even when we are walking in the market, God will just open your eyes. Though I'm a banker, but when I venture in this, there will be kashito. Oh, nyamisum sikansu yam. Anamibwa. Always I've been saying that the poor will go to hell. The rich will also go to hell. The poor will go to heaven. The rich will also go to what? Heaven. You know be so. Who say if you go to heaven, it's only the poor who is there. If you, if you don't take a poverty, will send you to hell more. I prefer to be rich the right way and go to heaven than being poor to curse my God. Man, can say <laughs> Some people have tea. Go with your poverty. If I be working on gold, I might start experiencing gold here. But the right way. Hallelujah. We said we wanted to rule this. Look at the offerings that is given here. Some ten thousand. Some days, then one man comes and said, oh, all that I did, I've offered it. 
Is it not glorifying? Does it mean that that man won't go to heaven? So why do you curse yourself with poverty? As man thinketh, so he is. If you think that if you have too much money, you'll be corrupted, you'll be corrupted. And always I've been saying, you don't need to be wealthy to be corrupt. Corrupt. Oh, it's true. Many answer. You don't need to be what? Rich to be corrupt. So I won't say Nyamia Pija be could do baby na se or shasi at this baby dear. Or yeah, he ain't no, I didn't woo. It's already inside there. Hello. Okay. It is my prayer that the God who revive, may he revive our spirit. May he revive our soul. May this life of Christ be seen in us. And may we shine wherever we go. P-I-W-C Dansuma. That is my prayer for this year. That wherever we are found, may we be the shining stars wherever we go. Where there is challenge, we should be the solution. Whenever you get that is our solution, Abby. That is my prayer for you. It is my prayer for you that this year we will lead that will live the life of the spirit. We'll be led by the Spirit. We'll be directed by the Spirit. Whatever we do, whatever we say, whatever we think of, our attitude, everything, when it comes to the virtue of Christ, we have it. We don't lack anything. That is my prayer for you. That may the good Lord grant you this grace. When it comes to wisdom, you have it. Wisdom to handle issues. Issues that people say, hey, there will be war. Oh, God will give you the wisdom. You do it and people look at power. He is having some grace from above. May God grant you this. And may it be seen in your work. May it be seen wherever you go. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.